A wide receiver is released. It doesn't even matter who. Because the DMs all say the same thing. Tom, should the Packers sign Mohamed Sanu? Probably not. Crossy Posse Packer Nation! Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Good God, I gotta stop doing these episodes really late. Grassy, and, well, we already talked today, so I'm just gonna skip right to the thing if you don't mind. Okay, two breaking things. One, Leonard Fournette, uh, while I was drafting in my fantasy league, uh, and it came out to my pick, and then the news broke that Leonard Fournette has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and so I drafted Leonard Fournette, because why not? Because his stock is just gonna go up after that. So yes, after a number of teams like the Bears and the Rams... And the Patriots basically just coming out and be like, no, bro, we don't want you. We don't We don't want you. Get out of here. We don't want you. He has landed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a max value of $3.5 million. And that is with a $2 million base plus incentives, which is based off of playing time and rushing yards. And he also could get more money from the Jaguars if he wins his grievance, which is a little over $4 million. So... Leonard Fournette could still see a nice payday. And so I feel like that this is going to be one of those scenarios where it's just a prove-it contract. However, it gets a little bit more complicated because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers backfield is just a hot mess. And apparently Fournette had two more potential spots that he could have signed with, but it makes sense for him to just stay in Florida and just go down the road. And we talked about this the other day. The guy still had over 1,100 yards on the ground last year and over 500 receiving yards last year. However, those TD numbers, which were at three, were pretty bad. And this was after a 2018 season where he ran into some problems and obviously put on some weight. And so he hadn't been as productive but at the same time, they still utilized him a ton. He's had 666 carries over the past three years of his career. And so the guy is definitely a workhorse. And I think that it does make this backfield better. But if you are going to try and say like, yeah, that's the number one back, good luck. So right now you have Ronald Jones, you have LaShawn McCoy, and you have Keyshawn Vaughn, and now you have Leonard Fournette. And it's a very interesting backfield because you have Ronald Jones, who is like supposed to be the guy. He's supposed to have been the guy for a few years now. And there, I was just reading articles today that were saying, you know, they think that he could be that three down back, but he really just hasn't proven himself. They brought in LaShawn McCoy as the veteran who probably wasn't going to play a ton. And then you have Keyshawn Sean Vaughn, the third rounder, who's the new guy and is going to most likely be the future. Now you throw Leonard Fournette into the mix, and I think what you're immediately bringing in is a veteran who still can pound the ball, and now defenses are going to have to try and scheme for four different running backs because they all technically can play, especially the first three as Keyshawn Vaughn kind of like finds his legs and footing in this offense. And so Tom Brady is given yet another weapon, and so they will at least have some type of running game. Uh, but I would not be surprised if the stat line is like 200 yards here, 300 yards here, 150 yards here, because, yeah, it feels like it's going to be all over the place. It'll be interesting to see if Fournette could actually win the starting job. 
And I feel like if he does, that's definitely bad news for Ronald Jones because I feel like this is his last year to kind of make an impression. But then again, maybe the coaches have already decided not because they drafted Keyshawn Vaughn. So the Buccaneers, again, just going all in and saying, yeah, we're going to drag Tom Brady's lifeless corpse all the way to the Super Bowl, Peyton Manning style. And then, of course, let's get to the Green Bay Packers section, and that is the Patriots released Mohamed Sanu. And you'd be like, Tom, what does that have to do with the Packers? Yeah, I, uh... I wonder that a lot too. But as the intro indicated, as soon as a wide receiver who has the slightest bit of a pulse is released, the DMs start flowing in like a tidal wave, like the shining when the elevator is open. And instead of just gallons of blood, it's just a lot of the same DMs of, should we sign Mohamed Sanu? And immediately after he was released, I actually tweeted about this and I said, you know what? I wouldn't hate it. And then I thought about it some more and I'm still on the fence of like, I wouldn't hate it. But at the same time, like there are a lot of red flags about this because let's talk about what has happened with the Mohamed Sanu trade to the Patriots because Patriots, you know, the Falcons actually want to trade guys and they beat the Patriots. It's a win-win. And you know that, you know, Dan Quinn right now is like, that's for 28 to three, you bastard. But last October, the Falcons traded Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots for a second round pick, which at the time we were like, oh man, you know, the Patriots just got so much better. They got a a good receiver because Sanu is a good receiver. You know, he's put up some decent production in Atlanta, Cincinnati before that. And we were like, oh man, like, look, it's Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick and ripping people off again. But as it turns out, he only played nine games with the Patriots. And over that span, he only had 26 receptions for 207 yards and one touchdown. Now, to be fair, he also sprained his ankle and really was never the same after that, but Mohamed Sanu struggled to basically find his footing within their scheme and their offense. Again, he was injured, and on top of that, you know, he's coming in in October, so there is a lot to throw at him and a lot to learn. But looking at what has happened now, you're coming into a new season in which there's obviously Julian Edelman, and of course, you also have Nikhil Harry, who was injured and is set to be the number two guy in New England. But other than that, there's really not a ton of wide receiver competition. And so the fact that they spent a second round pick last year, don't have a ton of wide receiver competition, and the fact, and they still release him, I feel like that is just sending up all the red flags possible. Now, to be fair, Mohamed Sunu is not a speedy guy, right? So if we're looking for the Green Bay Packers, that's going to be MVS if he reaches his potential, which Aaron Rodgers came out today and said, MVS has been the best looking receiver in camp, the most improved. So hell yes, I am all aboard the MVS hype train. So when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, should we even give Mohamed Sanu a look? Because as is proven with the Patriots, who are most likely looking for a speedster, Mohamed Sanu is definitely not that. And looking at him right now, he just turned 31 years old. He's 6'2". He is one of those big-ish receivers. He is more of a possession guy, which I feel like I've said over and over and over again for many of the Green Bay Packers wide receiver selections. And I'm wondering how big or lucrative the market for Mohamed Sanu actually is two days before you're going to see cuts across the National Football League and teams getting their rosters down to 53. Are they really going to bring in Mohamed Sanu at like the very last minute and basically shove him on a roster and go, yeah, you're going to be good. I don't think so. 
Now, again, I'm not completely against it because you could sign him to a one-year cheap deal similar to a Devin Funches type deal considering he's opting out. If we did not really believe in our receiving core, you could bring him in. But Goody has said over and over again that he believes in the guys that are in that locker room right now. And it's going to be really, really interesting come Saturday on how many wide receivers they actually keep on the roster. Are they going to go with five? Are they going to go with six? Because right now you have guys like Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MBS, EQ. And then there's really no guarantees after that. Maybe a guy like Kumaro, right? Because he has that experience of rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe a guy like Bagleton. Yeah, Malik Turner. There's a number of guys that could potentially make it, but it gets a little bit more blurry. Instead, you could bring a vet in who could potentially, you know, bring that veteran presence in, bring that experience in, which could help a young wide receiver room. But if I was a gambling man, I'm imagining that Goody's not going to make the call to Sanu. But again, who knows? Because in this time of COVID, someone could go down and they're going to be in need of a wide receiver and that goes for any team and then Sanu might get a phone call. But it'll be very interesting to see how this pans out. So let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel about Fournette? Do you think that this is going to put the Bucks over the top? Also, the fact that Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones both wear 27, you know, I'm wondering if they're just going to break a pool stick in half and throw it on the ground and say, go at it, boys. And do you think that Muhammad Sanu should be signed by the Green Bay Packers? Let me know what you think down in the comments below. You could always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy on all social media. See you down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course, YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grossy. And as always, go Pack Go!